0: premium software, instant software links delivered to your email, and PayPal Buyer's Protection Guarantee. From the culture of the American South, where roots hold stories, comes a natural deodorant inspired by generations of wisdom. Introducing Rootwork, the all-natural foundational Black American-based deodorant infused with the magic of Job the Conqueror Root, our unique blend enriched with this legendary root offers 24-hour protection rooted in the power
1: of nature. Embrace this deodorant that celebrates culture, history,
0: and your well-being. Unlock the magic of rootwork today. Experience the pure essence of nature. Visit rootworkstyle.com and make the switch to a healthier, Cultural choice. Boom, there it is.
2: What's going on, guys? I'm live right now. Ready to chop up some good game. As I always do. Glad to have everybody in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, letting everybody know that we're live right now. Thank everybody for tuning in on this wonderful, wonderful people And while we're waiting I'm on that to the light So I need everybody, first of all, <coughs> hit that like button. When everybody comes in the room, hit that like button. Then hit that share button. Everybody share this. Let's get a good share going on right now. And then I need you to subscribe. All right. I need everybody to like, share, and subscribe. Let me, get, let me make sure my lotion game is on point before we get started. But again, I thank everybody for tuning in. A lot of things we're going to touch on, on tonight. You did? Do you like the glasses? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. My intellectual look. Listen, family. We got two days left. Under seventy-two hours. There's three days, but we got about sixty hours left, so two and a half days for people to get involved with the microphone check film, ladies and gentlemen. All right. We only have two and a half days to get the goal. All right. We've got two and a half days, family. And we're almost there. We're not quite there yet. We're doing good. And I'm explaining what I know. I gotta touch on what happened this morning. I'm waiting on everybody to get in the room before I go there. But while I'm talking, I'm gonna need everybody to go to the Kickstarter page. It's in the link below, or you can go to microphonecheck.com. You can hit that link below, or you can go to microphonecheck.com because this is a very, very important film. We're getting this um, film popping. It's a great historic piece because it's a much needed film. Something that we should have a long time ago, and a lot of people are very intimidated by the film that we're doing because they have been, ever since we announced this film, and I knew, kind of knew the sabotage
0: would be a major sabotage. I didn't know the
2: sabotage was going to be on the level that it's on. Um, when we announced the trailer, we put the trailer out. Unless a month ago, you had people getting the trailer removed from blogs. There's people making resilient response videos to the trailer. They had a lot of that going on. And just a lot of little sabotaging, complaining. Oh, God, this is going to be so divisive. Oh, God, you can't be about this. Game. Oh, God, you can't be about that. Oh, man, the behind-the-scenes stuff, phone calls are just constantly being made. And and what's interesting, a lot of people want to be in it. A lot of the, the real pioneers. a lot of people are calling you up But I'm still getting calls from some of the legendary cats who were there in the early days of hip-hop because that's what this film is covering. We're covering the first, really the first decade in the origin of hip-hop because that's something that's really glanced over. They gloss over it. Uh Huh? It was... Now we, a lot of people gloss over it. We're tackling it because that's very important to understand the origin of this stuff because so many lies have been going on. And because we don't get into the real origin of it, we let other people control the narrative, um, the lies just get compounded. And because there's so many lies and nobody has set a precedent of what the history is, because we should have been saying, hey, no, no, no. This is the definitive history right here. But we've been sitting here letting other people from the dominant society fund these documentary films about hip-hop. And they tell their version of it. They've been sitting here taking the history away from us for decades. Giving it to Koreans, Puerto Ricans, And since there was not enough pushback, From those lies, they're like, "Well, hell, we need to add all these other groups in now." They were like, "We need to add all these other groups." So, family, we're seeing stuff, and I told y'all where this stuff was going to go. They, they, they're like, yeah, we might as well double down on the lies." They got something. I saw something that they put out recently. This guy here, because this, y'all notice, they've been trying to push the Asian. Create hip hop too. The Japanese man who changed hip hop forever. Now, I'm not gonna play, I don't want a copyright strike on this. Um, I, don't nice. know, but I don't want a copyright strike. What is it? Um, what is this guy's name? Um, New Javis. It's a Japanese guy named New Javis. And he started doing like some lo fi, kind of chill hip hop. A couple of decades ago, so they're trying to act like this guy's a pioneer because he started doing some lo fi chill hip hop, which was basically he took Jay Diller style. All right, if you know about Jay Dilla, the producer Jay Dilla, he did stuff on the tribe called Quest. That whole smooth, chill, funky hip hop, which is something that Jay Dilla was doing. All right, let's just be real. Yeah, is this stuff is good, but Pioneer, come on. New is his stuff sounds good, but no. Pioneer, no. It was Jake Dilla out of Detroit who created that lo-fi sound. Okay? Yeah. And Jake Dilla isn't here to defend himself, so they're trying to give it to this guy. You say this guy credited Jay Diller for his style. Yeah. So, dude, this is this is what I'm saying that, and, and they deliberately do this. They know that Jay Dilla isn't here to defend himself. They know that Jay Diller isn't here to defend himself. And this guy, did this guy die too? The job is, did he die? so when both of them are gone i think the najave's guy didn't he die too or is he is he still around i thought he died too yeah najave's is dead too but since both of them are dead now they can lie so the najave's guy he won't come out and and say hey that's not true he's dead um jay dylan's dead, so they can lie on both of them good this is the this is when you don't set a foundation That's why it's important for us to set the tone and to set the historic record of what it
1: is. Because these people will come in and take and rob your history
2: from you. He admitted to be inspired by Dylan. But yeah, according to them, he created the sound. Also, I mean they've been doubling down, they've been trying to push this narrative. They're like, we're not gonna why if y'all gonna let the Puerto Ricans lie. And the Jamaicans lie why, well, why don't, why can't we get our lie? Remember, they were pushing this for a minute. Did Japan invent hip hop? Again, this is why y'all, they've been kind of trying to throw that lie out there about Japan and Asians creating hip hop. And this is what they're trying to give credit to. This is how they're trying to say that the Japanese helped invented hip hop because um, people like, Sly Stone and the people who were making early funk music—they were using those drum machines that were made in Asia. So they're trying to—they're talking about the <laughs> orchestra. Bam, he played some of that stuff. Just because somebody mixed a couple of songs at a party from a Japanese band that was emulating American funk, that doesn't mean they created it. So they're trying to give credit to them making a drum machine in the 70s as them helping to start hip-hop and the Yellow Magic Orchestra and all these people. And the 808 drum machine, which was made in in Asia, they're trying to say that helped create hip-hop. So the Asians have a claim to say they they helped create hip-hop. It's so damn ridiculous at this point. Family. The reason why they can do this is because of us. We should have been stopping this. We sat up here and let them write these narratives. We should have said a long time ago, no. We're going to tell you exactly what the history is in our own words. All right? And that's what we're doing with the movie, Microphone check, family. That's why it's so very important. <coughs> um, we're almost at the goal. Let me show you guys where we are, family, with the Kickstarter for microphone check. And let me tell you all some funny stuff that happened with this earlier. We're at 154. We're going to 154.80. So, oh. Uh, 155, the numbers are going up as we speak. All right? So all we
1: Basically, that's what it sounds
2: Shit. Well, we got almost three thousand people in here right now listen if everybody in here just gave 10 bucks right now we'll get to go over in like 5 minutes if everybody went to that link right now and, and gave at least 10 bucks at least get in at least or if half of you guys gave 100 Right now, we'll get it. And then if everybody in this room will put a 100 on it right now, we'll get where we need to be. But listen, early this morning, a bunch of people started calling me. I got woken up, I, I got awakened. A lot of people were calling me and they were like, hey man, something's going on with the Kickstarter. <laughs> something's going on with the Kickstarter. And we've been trying to contribute and something's going on. So I look at it, I'm like, oh my goodness. I knew they were going to try to pull a, a, a finesse. I knew some people were going to try to pull a whammy, bammy on us. So some people, some of the haters, we don't know who they are. There's, a whole, there's so many of them. We don't know. But I knew they were going to try to pull something slick. They sat there and put a, a bogus copyright claim on the video on Kickstarter. They put a bogus copyright claim. And then Kickstarter paused the video or paused the campaign. I got this message right here. Alright, and some of y'all were getting email messages from Kickstarter. There was like, um, yes, we've hidden heads up, we've hidden your project from view because of a DMCA copyright claim. Alright. So Somebody put a bogus copyright claim, and they timed it for now so that it would kill the momentum. They timed it for right now. They waited right at the last couple of days of the campaign to throw a wrench in it, and that was by design. They were planning on doing that all along. How many of y'all remember that's what Strappy and the crew did a few years ago? That's what Straffi and those guys did a few years ago. Um, remember, they're all clipped in with the DNC. And the DNC, they don't like our grassroots movement. We, a couple of years ago, we were planning on a FBA conference down in Atlanta. And we had Kickstarter. We had a Kickstarter campaign basically selling the tickets through Kickstarter. You know, People contribute and you get certain seeding packages. And it was a very successful campaign. Then they went, strapping them, and the DNC had them contact Kickstarter and tell them that we're raising money for a political (coughs) event, which we weren't. But if you tell them that, a political event, that goes against Kickstarter rules. Part of their rules is that you can't, Raise money for political, and our event wasn't political, but they told them that. They just took it down. Kickstarter kind of has a bad reputation. Certain people can just make a claim and they'll just stop a campaign based off a random person. So, Strappy and those guys were taking a victory lap because they made a bogus claim and had the Kickstarter taken down for uh, the FBA conference, the first one we had. So, we moved it over to Indiegogo and then got it right back up. We had a successful event and it was off the chain. We had a successful event and it was off the chain. But this was another one of those (coughs) tactics. They wanted to throw a race in the game at the very last minute, hoping to, to kill the momentum. And I think what they thought is that if they put a copyright strike on the last couple of days, While we're trying to get the copyright strike taken care of, the minutes will run out. But the good thing about Kickstarter, if you have some kind of claim or strike or whatever, they will pause it. So you don't really lose time. They'll pause it and then they'll resume and you'll still get your three days back. Okay? But it will kill some of the momentum because people are confused. They don't know what's going on. So... You know, I, I got in touch with um, Kickstarter. We got everything resolved, basically, just to save time. I just took the video out, so there's no video on the Kickstarter. Basically, we don't need it now, because people know about the film, so we don't need it. So we resumed. So, so now they can't make another copyright claim, and then so that just killed the whole. They can't make no bogus copyright claims, because there's no video there now to make a copyright. Yeah, that was some real scandalous shit, but look, look, this is how desperate they are. This is how desperate they are. They don't want us to get this truth out here. Now, earlier today, when we got the video back up, when we got the page back up, right when I got the page back up, I get a text. I get a text message.
0: Hey, hey, bro.
2: What happened to your Kickstarter? Now, remember, the the Kickstarter went back up at around 10 this morning. It got back online at around 10, really around 10 15 or something like that. It got back online. So, yeah, Derek Cologne texted me Hey, hey, bro. Oh, no. What, what happened? All right, I didn't even respond. I don't know what, but in Cologne, I know you're listening. And Cologne, you know, people are looking at him like, nigga, you might have had something to do with it. I'm not saying that he did. I don't know. I don't know. I don't trust Cologne as far as I can throw a brick. I don't trust him. I'm not saying he did anything, because there's a whole bunch of different haters out here. Cologne, if you listen, <coughs> I never said you did it. all of that fake sympathy? I ain't buying that. I ain't saying, Cologne, I know you're listening i'm not saying you did anything because i don't know but the little fake sympathetic bullshit te- i ain't i ain't feeling that yeah i'm definitely not feeling that bro i ain't feeling that with that old fake ass oh what happened oh uh, no nah. no because uh it sounds like you know niggas want me to Start explaining how we got it back up, so that you know cats could possibly find another way to sabotage. It. I don't know, but yeah, I wasn't feeling the little fake sympathy thing. I ain't feeling that. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, but again, like I said, we got it back up. Everything is good to go. Um. We're not going to sit back and let them sabotage what we got going on. Um, this movie is going to be a powerhouse. And uh, everybody got to get involved, man. So, again, everybody hit that Kickstarter page or go to microphonecheck.com, ladies and gentlemen. Microphonecheck.com. We can get that 25K boom immediately. We can get that up immediately. But, um, the main thing we gotta talk about, since we're talking about the sabotaging of um how the DNC, because a lot of that stuff I think is the DNC behind it. Because they um us getting this information out here, um, solidifying our history, they've been so desperate to try to tie in all of these other groups to our history, they've been putting a lot of money into it. They've been putting a lot of money into people um, tying themselves to our history. Um, everybody has to be comparable to us. Everything we create, you know, everybody has to be able to leech off of. And anytime there's a conflict, we're supposed to jump up with the capes and everybody's supposed to be able to compare themselves to us. And if y'all notice, I keep talking about this, how they keep desperately, desperately, desperately trying to drag a nation of black Americans into this Israel-Palestine war. Man, can y'all please leave us alone? Every time we turn around, they got our names in their mouths. We are living rent free. These people are just so desperate to make us a part of it. They keep dragging us into this thing. Um, Amy Schumer got in trouble because she she tried to drag Dr. King's name into the conflict. She uh, put up some clip about (laughs) Dr. King talking about Israel, something like that. And a lot of people felt a certain way about it. Dr. King's family spoke out. Here's an article on it. I'm not going to play the actual clip. Amy Schumer gets response from MLK's daughter, after tweeting a video of his support of Israel. Or Israel, After comedian Amy Schumer posted a video featuring clips of Dr. Martin Luther King speaking in support of Israel and denouncing anti-Semitism, his daughter Bernice King felt compelled to clarify what her father's stance would be on the war between Israel and Hamas. He said, Amy, certainly my father was against anti-Semitism, as am I. Um, he also believed militarism, militarism, along with racism and poverty, to be among the inter- interconnected triple evils. Um certainly he would call for Israel's bombing of Palestinians to cease, for hostages to be released, and for us to work for true peace, which includes justice. So, here's the clip here. Let me, I should I just play the clip? I haven't heard the clip myself. But I'll play it.
1: All right? Here's the move. But Dr. the war in Vietnam can be stopped now without harm to this country? Well, there's a way to deal with it. The one in the unilateral
0: control. Uh, I don't oppose that because uh, I feel that there's
2: a possibility. After all, France am with drilling unilateral units in matter, Algeria. It are without
1: a military victory
2: okay okay so y'all get the gist of so here's the thing we family we have been minding our business so heavy we've been we get fair use foundation of black americans we've been over here minding our business we're letting folks know we're in it we ain't in it those black lives matter people. They don't represent us, all of these kevins that y'all have propped up and say, hey, Black Lives Matter speaking out of your history. Nah, these are these are your puppets and shields. They don't represent the Black Masses. The Foundation of Black American Masses, we've been We ain't it. We ain't we're like, y'all do you. We ain't in this. <laughs> so they're getting desperate. They're getting old clips of Dr. King trying to bring our historic figures in it. Trying to, this is how, they gotta go back 50 years to get a clip of Dr. King speaking on it because a lot of us ain't really touching it. You yeah. yeah. They always gotta drag us into this thing. We're just minding our business. They keep trying to drag us in this. You yeah. And out in Chicago, did y'all see where um there were some palestinians started attacking some black israelite brothers with some israelite cats out there and um they started getting attacked and then they tried to make it seem like the israelites were attacking the palestinians so yes this happened yeah black israelites and pro is pro-palestine palestine marchers clash in chicago but from what I saw, I saw some Palestinian dudes throwing bottles at the black Israelite brothers. I saw them throwing bottles at them. And um, yeah, so the, the black folks are just getting attacked and we ain't got nothing to do with none of this stuff. They're finding a way to bring us in to attack us. We're trying to say we're in it. We ain't in it. Leave us out of this thing. And, man, they even got some, dude, they got some tethers out here. Now, this woman here, shout out to the Black American Martian, this woman up here talking about Black Lives Matter and equating that to us. So this woman, this East African woman, is reprimanding Black Americans because of something that Black Lives Matter, said. Black Lives Matter is supporting Palestine. I don't know. I don't know. Either side, a black person or a black organization supports. They just start using that as an excuse to attack black people as a group. So now they're using these democratic ops for Black Lives Matter to attack all of us. But listen to this, time attacking black Americans. I need
1: to say something about Black Lives Matters. Black Lives Matter, they change the profile picture to this. To free Palestine, free my air, honey.
2: Okay, okay. This whole thing where these tethers try to talk crap about us, but try to act like a foundational black American, trying to use our slang and sass, try to Trying to use foundation of Black American Southern swag, trying to sound like an FBA woman—that's so corny and annoying. She's so she's trying to criticize us, yet using FBA slang, trying to act like an FBA woman. And they—I hate when tenders do that. They sound so weird. That that pinky dog chick does that. They can't talk that good. Hey child. you know, and It sounds weird when y'all do that. I really hate when y'all do that. Oh, I hate when they tell her when they try to sound like a sassy FBA woman. Stop. Okay. All right. Here we go. The eyes are bucking. Oh Lord. The eyes are bucking, but here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we
1: go. Black matters, black life matters. To change the profile picture today to this, to free. So now they know we want some politicians to
2: make black people a priority. They fill the algorithms. They know what's going on. We want to be made a priority. We're not doing the minority coalition. We want to be made a priority. It's time to prioritize. <laughs> us. So now they're using our language. So look at this article here. They're talking about LaFonza. All right, hold on. LaFonza, lawmaker, promised to make black issues a priority. All right. Appointed by Governor Gavin Newsom. Um, no one can measure up to, um, all eyes are on Senator LaFonza Butler. I'm ready to serve. All right. So how is she making black people a priority? Well, she started, she held, she didn't start, but she co-signed Emily's List. And also, oh no, what's that, um, they were talking about that um ebony alert nonsense, which is supposed to be somewhere they're supposed to find black folks. When I get the opportunity, um she's talking about she's gonna to talk to the black press, meaning old black newspaper outlets, which you know that there's a whole new grassroots black media now. Um let me see. This woman, she's LGBT, from what I understand. Let me see, I, I want to make sure that as a community, we're really talking about Damn the importance and the impact this government shutdown is having. So we're trying to see what she's talking about, black vote. We want to make sure that the Democrats don't take for granted the black vote. I've spoken directly with the hot Biden-Harris campaign on several occasions about their commitment to communities of color. Nope, you're already losing. We're not doing that. We're not talking about communities of color. All right, they're already doing the trick bag thing. Uh Um, Others wanted to know what she planned to do to keep black folks from getting lost in the sauce. Well, I recognize I'm the only black woman in the U.S. Senate. I know that I am, especially at day 10, the most junior, but here's my commitment. I'm joining with Warnock. I think we'll tell a different story and have a greater impact. This is vague. What can you expect from my leadership? I only know how to be a black woman, I only know how to center of the lived experience of black people. This is nothing. This, this is nothing. I'm gonna get around you and know how to be a black woman. That no, what what's the tangible thing? See when it comes to us, they start talking all this baby stuff. Well, I, I just wanna, you know, I wanna make sure, you know, y'all don't get lost in the sauce and uh, I only know how to be a black woman. Uh, but I got a commitment now. <laughs> I think that I'm gonna make a great impact. This is that Obama talk. This is Obama talk, no policies, just nothing burgers. So, okay, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not going to ignore black people. I'm going to make issues for black people a priority. What's the issue? Well, I just want black folks to know we ain't going to let you get lost in the talk. What's the issues? Yeah, I'm, we're there for you. We're going to be there for black folks. There how? Well, I'm a black woman. I'm the first black woman, and, uh, you know, I I'm, I only know how to be a black. Nigga, what, the, what, what are y'all doing? What are you doing? Y'all just talking in damn circles. This is vague talk. We're good. No thank you, we're good. This is just vague-ass babble. Well, you, you know, we got hope. You know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of challenges out there. You know, you're not going to change hearts and minds overnight now, you know. You know, there's a lot of challenges, and you know, yeah, we're gonna take it, you know, it's gonna take time, and we're gonna win one heart at a time, and you know, we're just gonna have to join hands and sing kumbaya. No. No. That's that Obama talk. When it comes to us, we get clicheisms, sloganeering. When it comes to all of these other groups, you see numbers. When it comes to these other groups, you hear what dollar signs are being thrown. You start hearing all types of numbers. After the word Hispanic, then 14 million and 45 billion, and you hear the word Asian, 3 billion, and you, you hear Jewish, you hear billion this, billion. Native American, you hear billion this, billion that. When you hear all these other groups, you start hearing money. Every time you talk about these other groups, it's followed with a dollar sign. You immediately hear what kind of money they're getting. It's right to the point. Numbers. With us, well, we get, it sounds like a Mary J. Blind song. We get the, uh, not gonna cry. You know, let's, let's get, we want to get started in this dancery. You know, we're gonna give you some real love. I'm talking about a real love. Something to make your heart feel real love. <laughs> they start quoting Mary J. Blythe songs. <laughs> well, I'm going down. If you're not around, you know, but I'm here. And we're gonna spread our wings. So other people more they the politicians come around them with tangibles in hand. When they come around us. They show up to nightclubs. Sheila Jackson Lee showed up at a nightclub in Houston, family. This is Sheila, Sheila, Jackson Lee. Sheila Jackson Lee. That's Sheila Jackson Lee. That's
1: Sheila Jackson Lee.
2: Sheila Jackson Lee, decrepit ass, went to a club to swag surf. That's what we get. Sheila Jackson Lee went to a nightclub to swag surf. All right? That's what we get. Y'all come to dance with us. I'm good. No, we're good. We're not playing that game, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, when they come around us, they start, they, they got three players. They come around dancing and chucking and jiving. Sloganeering, and then they come out with just all-out attacks on us. The, they they send the rolling crowd. They rotate. They try to play good cop and bad cop. That's the little game they play. They'll have one group of Democrats talking nice to us, and then they'll send the bad cops. That's rolling, rolling, and those other voice um, um, tethers. Their job is to come out yelling at us. Hey, you motherfuckers, you jive sucker! I know y'all punk-ass niggas ain't going to sit here and let Trump get elected. I know y'all niggas ain't going to do that. They'll start that. There was a brother who did a parody of the Democrats. It's so accurate, a lot of people thought it was real. But this brother right here is doing a parody of how the Democrats do outreach to black people. And this was so accurate. People actually thought this was real. I thought it was real for the first 10 seconds. But yeah, this is so accurate. This is exactly how
0: the DNC influencers talk to black voters. Listen to this. I heard you hippie ass, tree-hugging ass, communist manifesto-reading motherfuckers had something to say about Joe fucking Biden, my close personal friend, and my homegirl, Kamala fucking Harris. Do you think a president is is supposed to do the things that they say they were going to do? Grow up, grow up. It's like it's like you don't even understand politics, okay? Politics is just this, okay? It's a sports game, and and the elections are the matches. There's no other time to get involved. So if you want to do something, now's the time to step up. Oh, so you're mad? You're mad because Joe Biden is supporting some war crimes? What the fuck do you think a president is, okay? That's what they're supposed to do. And they're supposed to fill their administration up with as many war criminals as possible. My question to you is, do you want those war criminals to all be white men? Or do you want some of them to be women of color? Okay, okay, so you're chronically ill, okay? And the Democrats didn't do anything to make it easier for you to vote. And so now you have to risk your life to vote for them. Do you have any idea just how much harder you're gonna die under Trump? Okay, so you're black and they took your name off the voter rolls and they've been doing some election fuckery all this time and you wanted people like me to support you. Well, guess what? If you wanna stop them from stealing your vote, vote harder. Why you bitches make me so fucking mad? So let your voice be heard. Get out there and vote. Also, I'll be doing a book signing for my new book. It will be at the police station on Saturday, and don't think too hard about why that is. Oh. 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 there'
2: They're democratic influences the who literally sound just like this. That. that was extremely accurate. Is But he's telling the truth. That was extremely accurate. Yeah.
1: That was that.
2: Yeah. But well,
1: that's how they come at us, man.
2: And we're saying to them, hey we're not we're not gonna play that game where y'all are gonna sit here and just demonize us and we're gonna sit here and um vote for you guys and support you guys and just let you talk to us any kind of way. We're just not gonna let that happen. Okay. Yeah. We ain't playing that game. It's time to step it up. But family, we should not be ashamed to look out for our interests here. We got to not be ashamed and let these people (laughs) shame us for looking out for our own interests, for looking out for what we need to do, for looking out for us getting tangibles. We're supposed to have done this stuff we should have been doing this a long time ago. You know? We should have been doing this a long time ago. And we're sitting here trying to play the kumbaya game. We got to understand other groups when they come over. We're sitting here playing the minority game, and they're playing the do for self game. They want to get stuff with their group. And what happens is we sit here on some big minority coalition, and you know, look, and we do have we have brothers and sisters who are allies. Let's be clear. We do have non-FBA brothers and sisters who are some good allies, and I give them props. Let's be very clear. We do have good brothers and sisters who are allies, who are supporters, who's down with the cause and down with empowerment. But we do have to understand you have a tethered class. You do have a tether class who sit here and they project a lot of their stuff onto us and they will try to undermine us. And we stay rent-free on a lot of people's brains. And I saw a video of this one woman, this tether woman, was just doing this weird projecting on the foundation of Black America. It was a real weird. Well, listen to this. This woman is a, a very <laughs> oh, excuse me, A very weird projection that she's making on us. Listen to this. Sorry about that, guys. Hold on. Listen, this weird
1: ass projections. Hold on. Listen. Um, as an American, not as an African. Why is it that there's always a reminder of slavery with American black? People especially. Why is it plugged? This we're talking about four hundred years ago, and because of it, Black Americans come out to other countries with that brainwash system, feeling that just because someone else has a different color or called you a black sister or called you the N word, there's something wrong. Why? It's a brainwash system that has been programmed into the Black Americans. So when you guys.
2: So we got this non not FBA woman telling us we got we're brainwashed and there's something programmed into us. We're brainwashed, huh? Is that projection. It's a whole bunch of projections. we're brainwashed, okay. And the sister here is looking like, well, huh? we're
1: brainwashed,
2: and you
1: had the balance. Just because someone else has a different color or called you a black sister or called you the N-word is something wrong. Why? It's a brainwash system that has been programmed into the black Americans. So when you guys, when when Americans come out or they want to talk about South Koreans, okay, take, for example, the Marnie, the Tucker. well, like, hello, what is there to have a black army there? You know, something is wrong. Americans are always complaining about racism, racism, racism. Stop talking about racism, and the racism will be there. Okay.
2: Okay. But then I got to pause it on that. Um. See, that, that the, when the Tether class does that, that whole, y'all need to stop talking about racism. See, that's where y'all get mad when people check you on. Ignoring a system won't make it go away. That's not going to make it go away. Closing your eyes and fleeing. We don't really have that option. We don't have nowhere to flee to. Everybody's been Left everything desolate and they're over here. So ain't nowhere to flee to. Everybody's been fleeing over here or fled over here. You, You can't ignore it. You can ignore it in your homeland and leave because you got somebody fighting racism. That is us. We're the ones fighting racism. That's what you choose to do in your homeland. Ignore the racism. Because what happens in these African countries and Caribbean countries, that's racism. No, it's not racism. The white people are good. It is the corrupt niggas. It's the white supremacists who indirectly, and sometimes directly, set the Tone and they set everything in motion in your homelands over here. You understand? Your corrupt leaders are put in power by the white supremacists. When you have a non corrupt leader who gets in power, you have the Western powers take them out. The minute the black leaders over there, the black elected officials, who don't want to do the bidding of the European powers, all of a sudden they send the jackals over there to get at them.
1: You know? Hold on. Hold on. The mindset is from America to come into South Korea, to come into an Asian country. Why is it different for I'm wearing the shoes of an American. As an American, I will promote there is racism, whether anyone likes it or not. But as an African, I don't recognize that. I just watch the media about the topic. And since I've been here, I haven't believed it. In fact, when I look at Koreans, when they look at me, what I see is their curiosity, rather. I'm used to seeing white, but I'm not used to seeing black. It's a curiosity. So they would definitely want to touch her, and they would definitely want to look at us differently. It's our duty to educate them. Oh,
2: oh, Lord, no. No, no, no.
1: Of our race, of who we are, and that's what I've been doing as an African person. But as a black person, the first thing I'm thinking about is my American passport. And second, racism does exist. Um, okay. Man. Okay. That's that
2: That's a bunch of that That whole thing, that narrative is that, yeah, with cake soap, you got a little cake soap on, that narrative that we're supposed to teach people how not to be racist? No. it's not our job to educate nobody on nothing. It's our job to protect ourselves and get power within our group. It's not my job to help somebody stop being racist towards me. No, they know what they're doing is wrong. It's not that they're ignorant. They know exactly what they're doing is wrong. That's why they do it. They know that it's negative. They know that it's derogatory, but it makes them feel better knowing that there's a system that allows them to um, marginalize another group of people. They're very fully aware of the system. Yo ass don't know the system of racism. Any black person who thinks they can ignore racism and it will go away, that means you're confused. You don't know the system. You don't know how it works. Study Dr. Francis Cresswell and Neely Fuller and the famous saying, if you don't understand white supremacy and how it works, everything else will only confuse you. Nothing has been more true than that. And then, with ignoring a problem, never makes it go away. You got to deal with that. When somebody's doing something to you, actively trying to disenfranchise you and it's racially based, you have to actively counter that. Because when you ignore stuff like that, it only compounds and compounds until you become invisible. That's what's going on with the hip hop topic. That's why we're so vehement about stopping the lies. Because we didn't up and let these people take us away from our culture for years. Now we're saying, hey, wait a minute, we're gonna tell the truth. That's why they're so shook. These people got a bazillion dollar budget to do all of these documentary films Lying about the culture. Why are they so shook about our little documentary? that we're still raising money, but we still got $25,000 to go right now. We're getting our little money on the grassroots, literally dollar by dollar. We're like the little engine that could. We're getting things dollar by dollar from the community. We're building it slow from the ground up. They understand. That's a problem. They understand when something has a lot of people from the grassroots, from the bottoms, building something up. Listen, when you build something up from the grassroots, the foundation is stronger. You I want y'all to understand that. When you build something up and it's coming out the mud, that foundation is stronger. It's a very strong foundation. See, when they started building suburban homes, when they started those suburban homes, after World War II, they would go get these areas, usually in these little dry places, and basically they put a cement slab and threw a house on a cement slab. If you go to those suburban areas, that's what you see. They got a whole bunch of tract houses. All the houses kind of look the same. And they put a cement slab there and throw a house on. And those houses are not as sturdy as they could be. That's why whenever there's hurricanes and tornadoes, those houses are the first to go. Those houses are not that sturdy. If there's an earthquake, those houses break down easily. But the houses that our grandparents built, grandma and granddad, our FBA families, our grandparents would build those houses. They would have basements, they would build solid foundations. Y'all, how many of y'all, y'all got old school grandparents? Some some grandparents in the South whose family's home has been there for a few decades, going back to the 1940s and 50s. Grandma and granddad built that house. Usually there's a basement area. The foundation is hella strong. They knew that they had to build something that would last. It took them a minute. They had to scrape the money together. But they built that house and the foundation is strong there's a strong foundation at that house. There might be little cosmetic damage here or there, but the foundation of those homes that grandma and grandma built back back in the day, because they usually built them shits by hand, they're still sturdy, okay? You build a strong, slow foundation, you're gonna be in there for a minute. And in those houses, that's where the family would go, yeah, those houses that grandpa and granddad did, they would survive tornadoes, hurricanes, the whole shebang. They survived floods because they knew how to build houses to to withstand floods. No water getting them houses and nothing. Yeah, the black men back in the day knew how to build houses big time. Then we knew how to take care of ourselves. We had a strong foundation. Foundations is very important. You see? That's why when we started moving to other cities outside of the South, you know, it was good to go to get some of those jobs. But, you know, some of the city planners, they were doing little trick jobs on us too. They were doing little trick bags on us. Um, you know, putting us in housing projects with lead poisoning and stuff like that. And putting us in urban areas by freeways where cars would drive by with all of that land. Putting us in areas where there were a lot of male trees. In a lot of areas, urban areas, you you notice a lot of pollen is all over the place. That's coming from the male trees. Those male trees, they, they would plant male trees in urban areas instead of female trees. The female trees are the ones that bear fruit. So that's another thing. A lot of people believe they just didn't want us getting that free fruit. They didn't want us those those trees out there where we can go pick fruit and eat. Um, some people say they just didn't want um rotten fruit falling all in the street or whatever, but they got that's why you go to a lot of urban er, urban areas and there's a lot of pollen all over the place. That's those male trees that they put in these urban areas with pollen all over the place. If y'all remember going to, if, again going back to the south go to your grandma's house. Yeah, in urban areas, yeah, there's no, notice in urban areas, there's no fruit in the trees. You got a lot of trees and there's no fruit in the trees because they put male trees up. There's no fruit. Whereas you go down south, go to your grandma's house. I can, if y'all got grandparents in the south who got old houses, I can almost guarantee you y'all grandparents had a fruit tree or a couple of fruit trees in that damn yard. I can damn near guarantee. It. My grandma, ma'am, we're kids at Granny's house. We go outside, we plant, we had a plum tree. We go eat plums all day. That was our snack. We outside playing big old ass juicy plums on a tree. We go eat plum. My grandma had a plum tree, she had a fig tree, she had a strawberry vine. But yeah. How many of y'all family, your grandma did had have a plum tree? Dude, we were good as kids. Yeah, all y'all grandma had a plum tree somewhere. Y'all from South Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi. Somebody's grandma had a plum tree. Y'all get them plums, the plums, be off the damn chain. Blackberry trees, yep, got a fig tree. My grandmother loved her fig tree. Apple tree. Dude, we were good. We were good. I mean, we ate we good. The grapefruit trees, man, the plums and grapefruits would be popping. Yeah, if you're down in um, Louisiana, the pecan trees, y'all getting pecans all over the place. That's why y'all y'all got them pralines. Yeah. So yeah, we were good. That's why we were healthier. We didn't start getting all that crazy asthma until we went to the, the the urban areas. When we at grandma's house, we were good. We were healthy as hell. We were good. Number one, we ate all of that fruit out of grandma's yard. Everything was literally organic. Organic. We literally got it off the tree. We ate good. Um, we were outside all the time we're getting vitamin D, we're getting sunlight which heals your body and it (laughs) stimulates the ideal plant we were good remember we were healthy back in the day especially if you lived in the south we were real healthy we were active out in the streets out in the yard playing when we started going up in the urban areas with all that pollen and lead and asbestos and all of that stuff, that's when we start getting respiratory problems. Yeah? That's when we start getting all those crazy-ass respiratory problems and other illnesses. Yeah? So we got to understand the the foundation, that we are the key. They always try to take us away from our foundation. We always got to tap back into the... Some of the the, the southern relatives. Yeah? Tap back into some of them southern relatives, man. That was the key right there. Yeah? Gotta tap back into some of them. That's why I love going down south all the time. You know, even though I've been out here, I'm a city slicker now. But I love, man, when I go to places like, you know, Georgia, and I know Atlanta is very, you know, urbanized now. That's why I like to go, you know, Louisiana, Alabama, South Carolina, places like that, just to vibe, just to vibe with the Southern FBA family, just to, to to get that energy. That's a real strong energy, man. It's a strong foundational energy that kind of centers you. Then it gets you back centered. You know. But listen, um, don't forget, everybody, go to the Kickstarter page for the movie Microphone Check. We only have a few hours. We're well, hours meaning, what, 60 hours? Family, this is where we are now. We're doing great. This is where we are now. Let me show you all this. And we have 68 hours to go. We at 157 on... The, the numbers are going up. we got 68 hours to go, family, to get to that 180. So everybody, if you're listening, everybody go to Kickstarter now. We got 4,000 people in here. Everybody go now and put some on it so that we can get to that 180 because we are making history, ladies and gentlemen. All right, you guys have a great evening. I'm going to tap in with you guys.